This is going to be part one of a four-part mini-series of sorts that I've been thinking about doing for a few months, and this feels like the right time to do it as we are about to enter the summer season here in the Northern Hemisphere. So let's dive in. Welcome to Grief with Grace, the podcast for mothers who have children in spirit and who are now navigating life after the unimaginable. I'm your hostess, Lori Latimer, and I am one of those mothers. Each week, my guests and I will be sharing with you insights, stories, tools, and inspirations to help you find moments of joy in the everyday. Because even on the darkest days, there is joy if you know how and where to look for it. Welcome back to this week's episode of Grief with Grace. I know that I've talked quite a bit on this podcast about the changes that I made in my life in the decade preceding my son Greg's transition back to spirit. And I've been having some amazing conversations with bereaved moms and a couple of other women who are not bereaved moms recently. Um, And they all have asked me, or most of them have asked me, how I managed to seemingly navigate his transition quotes so well. And those are their words, not mine. So I thought that I would do this four-part series so that I could share some specifics with you. But before I go too far, I want to make sure that you have a copy of my free guide, Four Steps to Connect with Your Child or Other Loved Ones in Heaven. Um, and the reason that's important is because it's ba- it's really the base or the template for what I'm going to talk about in this four-part series. Um, in that guide, which is free, I go through what I call the four pillars of wellness. I coined that phrase, oh gosh, it was probably back in 2016 or 17, I think. Um, and I talked about this way back in, I had to look, um, episode five about how to really support your health while grieving. So I'm going to use that guide as a basis for this episode and the next three. And again, if you don't have a copy, um, be sure to get one. I will, if I don't knock things off my table here, um, I'll put a link in the show notes, but you can go to tinyurl.com forward slash four dash steps dash to connect. And it's the digit four. So tinyurl.com forward slash four dash steps dash to dash connect four steps to connect. Um, and one thing I want to say before I begin that I want you to remember is none of these four things is more important than the other. If one is compromised, they're all going to be compromised. And I talked about that in episode five and thinking back on it, I believe I'm pretty sure um, that I used the analogy of a chair and how if one of the legs of the chair is broken, the chair is going to be compromised. Okay. And so the reason that I begin with the physical pillar though, as I'm going to do today is because that's the one that most people can relate to since we live in our physical body in this 3d world. Okay. So this week, again, I want to begin with pillar one, which is your physical health. And I'm going to be really transparent about my own journey with my physical health so that you can see why I'm so passionate about this. And I want you to use me as a reference point or as an example for why this is so important. Okay. So, um, hmm, where do I want to start? I think I want to start 
about seven years ago. My mom left this life, well, it'll be seven years ago in just a couple of weeks on June 14th. She turned 90 years old the day before that on June 13th. And she still lived alone in the house that she and my dad bought when they moved to Georgia in 1990. She still worked part-time, and she was very active in her little community, in her church and the seniors clubs like the Red Hat Group and all of that. People who met her thought that she was in her 70s because she was so spunky and full of life and vivacious, and, um, and she was a Gemini, so she was a great communicator and had this great personality. But she grew up, she was born in 1924, okay? She would be 97 um, on June 13th of 2021 as I'm recording this. But so she grew up during a time when smoking was the norm. She did quit, it was either 1997 or 1998 after my dad had passed away in 1993. And so because she had smoked most of her life, uh, she did have some lung issues and she had COPD the last several years of her life. But it was amazing. She had this little oxygen tank that she wore over her shoulder, almost like a crop, what is it called? You know, when it crosses across your shoulder, a purse that crosses across your chest. Um, and she took that with her everywhere she went. And she didn't let anything slow her down until she fell one Sunday morning before church and she had surgery the next day. And after that, she never really woke up. She had a stroke at some point, I believe on Sunday night before the surgery. Um, and so she fell on Sunday, she had surgery on Monday and the following, and then on Friday she turned 90 and the next morning on Saturday. So less than a week after she fell, um, with both my sons and their dad and me around her bedside, she went back to heaven. So I was already on a spiritual path at that point. And that's when I started reading after my mom passed away was when I really started reading and soaking up everything that I could about the afterlife. So I give you that context. So you understand now, remember when my mom passed away, I was 54 years old. So it wasn't like I was 25 or 35 or even 45. I was 54. Um, and I had been mainly eating a standard American diet for many, many years. Um, so after she passed away was when I started studying the afterlife. And I really started reflecting on her life and how relatively healthy she was for being 90 years old. Oh, and speaking of 90, I just remembered something about that, about my mom being 90. I remember I talked to one of my aunts, her sister-in-law, after my mom passed away. And my aunt told me that the last couple times she had talked to my mom, my mom would say that she just wanted to make it to 90. Well, she did. And the next day, the next morning, she took her last breath in this life. So words are powerful. They're very, very powerful. So be very, very conscious of the words that you use and choose your words intentionally. So again, my mom passed away in 2014 when I was 54. Now I had stopped eating a lot of processed foods and gluten in the couple years before that, um, or right around that time. Basically, if it came from a box, I didn't eat it. I never really drank much alcohol, but I stopped drinking almost completely. Oh, don't get me wrong. I still enjoy a nice glass of wine from time to time or a margarita, mainly in memory of my mom who loved margaritas. But honestly, I can take it or leave it. It just doesn't. It, Yeah, I can take it or leave it. Let's put it that way. 
But sugar was something that I, like almost everyone else, was addicted to. And yes, it is an addiction. When we eat sugar, it lights up the same part of our brain that cocaine does. That same addictive place in our brain, okay? So in February of 2017, I quit eating almost anything with processed sugar in it. Cold turkey. I just stopped. And that was in 2017. So I was 57 at that point. And I made a conscious decision that I want to live however many more years I have left in this life as healthy as I can. I have been blessed with pretty good health throughout most of my life. But when you're looking at 60, well, I realized that I needed to start making some better choices because I don't want to be sick. I mean, who does, right? And so I did. I started making better choices. I was drinking plenty of water every day. I was getting regular massages and chiropractic care. I mean, this was, you know, starting around 2014, 15, and then I really amped it up in 2017. Um, I was drinking green juices and smoothies in the morning and eating lots of clean, fresh, organic foods, whole foods. Um, If it had a label, I kind of stayed away from it. Because, and I've seen a meme about this recently, and it's so true. Real food doesn't require a label. Think about that, right? It's true. So I felt really good. I was happy with the way my clothes fit. I mean, I had been a size four or six through most of high school. I was wearing, still wearing size six clothes for the most part. I mean, A-line skirts. Okay, I was probably wearing an eight, but I didn't wear many of those anymore anyway. Um, And I don't say that. Because if you're not that size, it doesn't matter. What My point is that I had taken relatively good care of myself, so I was still able to wear most of the same clothes that I had been wearing for a long time. And then my son Greg left this life in January of 2019. And I fully admit that I did not pay much attention to what I ate that year or even if I ate. I didn't do any kind of exercise other than walking my dog two or three times a day. And Thank God I have that little dog because I did have to get out of my house and move my body a little bit, even when I didn't want to, because I had to take him out. Um, But I didn't go to yoga or do anything like that, that I had been doing before that. And so just as I was coming out of the, the fog, the numbness, the, um, the shock that, grieving parents. But I mean, anyone who loses someone close to them goes through that first year. Just as I was starting to, you know, come out of that a little bit at the end of 2019, well, then we had 2020. Okay. So the quarantine 15, yeah, check that box off, right? Probably a few more than 15. I don't own a scale, so I don't know. All I know is my clothes don't fit. Most of my clothes don't fit. So A few weeks ago, I started hearing my intuition telling me to get my hormone levels checked. Except for a kidney stone about two years ago and a kidney stone maybe three years before that. I honestly don't remember when I had the other one. I haven't been to a doctor in several years. I had worked with an anti-aging doctor back around 2003 or 4 for several years and I had been taking bioidentical hormones. And so I basically breezed through menopause, never had a hot flash, didn't have the weight gain, didn't really have sleep issues related to menopause. I had some sleep issues that I'll talk about in a few minutes, but those were more related to, um, I had those before I left my last marriage. And so once I left that marriage and was in a 
more emotionally and mentally healthy place, um, I stopped taking the sleeping pills that I'd been taking. So back to the anti-aging doctor that I had been working with, I hadn't worked with her in probably, I don't know, a decade, maybe. I honestly don't remember the last time I worked with her, but I called her. I went. And so I went and I had my lab work done, my blood work done a couple weeks ago. And well, just over a week ago. Yeah. About a week ago. Um, and honestly, I was anxious about the results. I've been through a lot in my life over the last, you know, two, two and a half years for sure. And, um, you know, a few years before that as well. And so when the doctor called me yesterday with my results, um, I was really surprised and very pleased. Yes, there are a few things that I need to address. Mainly my hormone levels um, are a little bit low, which is normal for a woman my age. And I also have a, a slight low thyroid issue. But I've had that for decades. I've always had low thyroid issues. Um, but basically for someone my age, and I'll be transparent, I'm 61, um, I will take those lab results with pleasure and I will put them up against most anybody my age. And so what I did was after I talked to the doctor, um, I signed up for an online fitness thing. And honestly, right now I don't even remember the name of it, but they offer things like online yoga and Pilates classes and HIT training. If you know what that stands for, it's, um, high intensity interval training, I think is what it stands for and running, which I'm not going to do. Um, especially at this time of year when it's about to get hot and humid in Atlanta, um, stretching. And so things like that, you know, that are low impact, but you know, cardio is involved. And again, just to kind of build my way back up slowly. Um, I want to release the extra weight that I've picked up over the last couple of years. And I share this, all of this with you to show you how a few shifts in my physical health before Greg passed away helped me navigate that experience, COVID and all of its insanity as well. And, and then, you know, getting pretty darn good test results at 61. Now, is it easy? Not always. I'll admit, I love ice cream and other yummy sweets, but they don't love me so much. And so instead, in the evening, I'll do something like have an, you know, half an apple uh, with some almond butter on it, or I'll have one square of dark chocolate that's at least 72% cacao and preferably higher than that. I read labels on everything because sugar hides in the darndest places. Again, I know I talked about this at length in episode five. Um, and some of the ingredients in the things they call food are not only unpronounceable, and I know that's not a word, but you get what I'm saying. Um, there's absolutely no nutritional value to them whatsoever. They're chemicals. They're made in a processing plant in a lab. Okay. And here's why all of this is important on your grief or healing journey. When we don't feed our bodies with foods and liquids that it can actually use for energy, when we don't get enough quality sleep, when we don't move our bodies, we feel so lousy that it's hard to even want to heal. It's hard to navigate the emotional roller coaster that we find ourselves on. And again, in episode five, I know I talked about why taking care of your physical health is so important when we're grieving. So I won't repeat all of that here. You can go back and listen to that. Um, but basically what I said, and the reason I created that free guide is because 
If you want to connect with your child or your other loved one in spirit, you have to raise your energy. You have to raise your energetic vibration. Spirit vibrates at such a high level and we are stuck in these dense, low vibrational bodies. And so to connect, spirit has to lower its energy. We have to raise our energy and kind of meet in the middle. Okay. The same is true if you want to expand your intuition and your psychic abilities and be more connected to your higher self. You have to feed your body things that have high energetic value, not fake food. And that's what processed food is. It has no nutritional value or energetic value to it. It's it's fake food. Um, so I again, I invite you to go back and listen to episode five for a more complete understanding, because as I said, I don't want to repeat all of that again, but that's the gist of why this is also important. And also, um, I want to talk about sleep again for a minute. So sleep is elusive for many grieving moms for a long time. I've talked to a couple of moms in the past two weeks, um, in particular, that I'm thinking about regarding sleep. Both of them are three or four years into this journey. Actually, no, one of them is almost four years in. And both of them said that they still have problems with sleep. And, you know, sleep is when our bodies rest and repair. And so if we aren't getting good sleep, it's affecting us on a cellular level. Now, I didn't sleep well after Greg left this life, which is understandable. But I noticed over the past month or so, I've been sleeping all night, every night, and I've had no problems falling asleep. Now, as I mentioned a minute ago, I have had times in my life when I either couldn't fall asleep or I would wake up in the middle of the night and I couldn't go back to sleep. And so I did take Lunesta and there was an, oh, Ambien, that was the other one. I've taken both of those. Um, and that was probably about, let's see, this is 2021. So 14, 12, 13, 13, 14 years ago. Um, but then, as I said, after I left my last marriage, I stopped taking those. And then I started, when I started on my holistic journey, I started researching and I found out that I think it was if you take like just 20 sleeping pills a year, it increases your risk of death by like 20%. So again, I quit taking them and I found natural alternatives, especially essential oils. So you might be wondering, what do I do to keep my health, physical health fairly strong? I mean, I've mentioned some of the things, you know, I try to eat really well. I try to move my body. I use essential oils not only to help with sleep, but also to keep my immune system high. I have not been sick in, I mean, I had the kidney stone last fall, uh, two and a half years ago. I did have that. But other than that, I haven't had a cold. I haven't had the flu. I certainly didn't get COVID and I've been out living my life, you know, after the first couple months of COVID last year, I've been out living my normal life for the most part, as much as you can with a lot of things having been shut down last year. But um, I take supplements from doTERRA and Plexus. Again, I eat pretty well. Although, like I said, I there's always room for improvement. And especially right now, I am working on improving this. Same with moving my body. Those things are simple to shift. They're not always easy though, right? I mean, it takes awareness. It takes a conscious, it takes making a conscious choice to shift those things. But those are things that I can easily do. And it's sure better than ending up having to take a bunch of prescriptions. I mean, I was cleaning, my brother's coming to visit from Arizona in a week and I was cleaning um, through my house this weekend and I found a piece of paper 
that my mom had, and you know, I still have a lot of her stuff in my house, but I found this piece of paper with a list of prescriptions she was taking the last few years of her life. And I didn't count how many there were. I don't know what she, it was, I'm like, I please dear Lord, I will do, I will do the hard things now so that I don't have to do that later on. God willing. Um, Oh, and I also meant to mention, I do have an autoimmune disease. I have fibromyalgia. I was diagnosed with that probably in my early 30s, but I don't have the symptoms of it that I used to have because of the lifestyle changes that I've made over the last decade. No one wants to feel bad physically. No one. We always have a choice, though, as to what we put in our body, what we choose to eat or drink, whether we choose to move our bodies or not, even when we're grieving, okay? You still have a choice. You know, I remember working with a client. This was about three or four years ago. So before Greg left this life, this woman had a successful career in the corporate world. She was married. She had three teenage children and she was burned out. She was depleted and she'd fallen into the trap that so many of us do where we think we have to be superwoman and do everything for everyone. And she was on the verge of some serious health issues, according to her doctor. So we worked together for about three or four months, I think. And she made some of the shifts that I've talked about in this episode, like eating whole real foods instead of all the processed foods that are full of chemicals that yes, are easier, especially when you get home at the end of the day. But in the long run, they, the price we pay just isn't worth it. And she and her husband had been talking about divorce um, and they did ultimately divorce. Um, Oh, something else. She cut way back on the amount of wine that she was drinking in the evening because she realized it was a coping mechanism because her marriage was not in a good place. But I remember she later told, called and, and told me that she had moved through that experience, through her divorce in a much more positive way because of the shifts that she had made in her life right before that. And so, you know, grief comes in many forms, the passing of a loved one, divorce, job loss, um, abuse of various kinds, and so many more things. No matter where you are on your journey, though, shifts like these that I've talked about in this episode can change your experience going forward. Really improving your physical health will support the other three pillars. They'll help you build a strong foundation that will support you. That's the foundation that I had built before Greg left this life so that when I needed that foundation, it was there to support me. And then it was there for me to rebuild my life on. It doesn't matter if you, if you didn't have that, when you experienced your loss, you can start at any point in time. Like I say, these are simple things you can do to make shifts in your life. Are they always easy? No, definitely not, but they are simple. And so when you have, what happens is then when you have that strong foundation, when you do dip down into the lower level energies of grief, it's there to support you. There are times when I do dip down into those lower level emotions of grief, but that foundation is there for me to land on and then to stand back up, rise back up again. Okay. Because remember your physical body is your vehicle that gets you through this 3d life. Treat it like the sacred vessel and container that it is. And remember that old Buddhist saying, I I know I've mentioned this on one of the episodes, but I don't remember which number it was now, but it says pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. You do not have to suffer. 
It's simple changes like this that you can make in your life that will take away so much of the suffering. And I will be sharing more over the next three episodes as I move through the other three pillars. And I would love to support you on your journey. So if you would like to find out if we would be a good fit to work together, I looked at my calendar a couple days ago because things in my life are shifting and I actually have more space in June than I had thought I would have. So um, if you're interested in finding out what it would be like to work with me, I'm only doing one-on-one work right now. Uh, just email me at info at lorilatimer.com if you would like to schedule a 20-minute complimentary call. Um, next week, we are going to talk about the next pillar, which is mental health. So until then, I am sending you all so much love, light, beauty, and grace. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Grief with Grace podcast. Be sure to join our Facebook community and follow me on Instagram at, at Lori underscore Latimer. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you receive a reminder when new episodes are uploaded. And please leave a rating and review so I can continue to bring you fresh new content each week. If you find this podcast valuable, and I hope you do, please be sure to share it with a mom who could use a little extra support. Until next week, I invite you to find a moment of joy today and every day.